Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be um, back. I'm kind of in the, uh, was it the interim break uh, in podcast movement? It's kind of an interesting um, thing that they're doing, taking the weekend off and then coming back on Monday. So it's, you know, I think from a virtual event, um, you know, I've just been trying to judge because we've got a booth. You guys do, do, t- you do too. And yeah. I had a few inquiries coming in there, but not as many as I had hoped for, but I don't know. Right. What are you guys seeing? Yeah, that's, that's been my experience with it too. It's definitely, um, not as much activity as what we normally get at our real world booth. Right. Right. <laughs> Both of us, I, I think so. Although um, it's, it, it, it's not a typical podcast movement event, you know, in that way. And the, I, it, it doesn't feel as interactive. It's harder, it's harder to connect with people. Yep. Yeah. Although we did do a live event. I know you guys did one as well. And we had pretty good participation on the live event, but we did it like we did this show. We pushed it everywhere. We just didn't put it to right. podcast movement virtual. So we got, you know, a lot of people are watching on Facebook, YouTube, and so forth. So, yeah. So we're going to do a couple more of those and see how it works out. Now, I got a, a couple of new things myself. I got, you know, some over the ear headphones uh, now, so yeah. I can uh, actually hear you and not have like, you know, a white thing hanging <laughs> up in my chest. Um, so I, I upgraded just like you, Todd, cause I know that's what you're doing. Yeah. So, so all you gotta do is learn to get it run down your back. So you don't see it behind your ear. Cause we can see your cable just a little oh, bit. Oh, you can see it. Huh? <laughs> do a little, what's the do, secret there, Todd? It's what's the most secret? of the headphones come with a, like a little thing that allows you to pull it up against the back of your head and then it falls straight down. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So if you don't have that, then there's no way to keep those things tugged tight, but. Anyway, you know, and I think I mentioned uh, once before I have a lavalier here too, but I I'm not using it for the show, but I do use it for other things that I do. Um, yeah, on, uh, online. It depends on what it is. If I'm doing a podcast, yeah, I'm I'm gonna use the big boom mic, but uh, but yeah. So so some go ahead. Oh well, I don't know. You're probably gonna say the same thing I was saying. The big news of the week um, happened yesterday. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So iHeart bought Voxness slash Spreaker. Yeah, that kind of came out. It didn't. It, it didn't come out in um, uh, PodNews.net. It just came out on um, the podcast business journal and a lot of the uh, radio rags, which I thought was interesting. Um, they actually had the news of that first, which those you know, like a, I, I think. The inside radio folks had it and that, that kind of stuff. And I right. think it's because of iHeart's connection. So the, what does that really mean for Boxness, you know, and what does it mean for, is iHeart now going to be getting in the competing in the podcast hosting game like Spotify is or? Well, it's a complicated story. Um, uh, Spreaker and Voxness have uh, always had a connection to iHeart. So, uh, for many, many years now, iHeart has always owned a, you know, a small piece of, uh, Spreaker. Oh, and, I didn't know that. And yeah, they've, uh, the Spreaker development team has done, done development work for iHeart o- over the years. Um, so there's been a, a strong collaboration between those two companies for, for many, many years. Actually, if you recall, Spreaker was the first platform to distribute their podcasts 
over to iHeartRadio.com. It's so, true. Yeah. So there's been a, a fairly close, re, you know, relationship between those two companies for a long time, and in a lot of ways, this this deal is just an extension of what they're already doing together. Because uh, uh, Spreaker hosts most of the iHeartRadio radio stations, you know, around the country uh, on all their podcasts, right? So, and there's still kind of a divide there. There's the podcasts that are hosted. Um, on, on the part of the radio stations. And then there's podcasts that are, you know, owned and operated by iHeartRadio, which I believe uh, are primarily all hosted on Megaphone. Yeah, it's a so, weird, yeah, weird yeah. dynamic there. Yeah. And I don't expect that the, the BoxNest company or anything like that is going to see any big changes. I, th- you know, it's just going to probably operate like it always has. It's just, you know, iHeart basically owns the company now and not just a small piece of the company. So the question is, Rob, you worked over there for a while. Did you uh, have any stock coming out of there? Did you, uh, did you, uh, make out okay on this or can I ask? Mm, I didn't, I didn't get any stock in this, this no. transaction. Uh-uh. So, so when you worked over there, you you didn't have any, you didn't get any stock options while you were over there. Mm-mm. No, I didn't. Shoot. I know <laughs> you missed a, right. missed a payday. Francesco should have gave you some stock. <laughs> there you go. Right. Well, I, I mean, I was there for four years, so, and I was the first U S um, person yeah. um, for a couple of years for the company. Cause they were originally, they started out of Europe, so they didn't have a U.S. presence or an office in which they do now in, in Brooklyn. Yep. They have an office now in Brooklyn and staff in the U.S. because they acquired Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. So, and that company came with uh, s- some employees, and and some of them are still with the company. And so, so it'll be curious. They to have see, a U.S. presence. I'd be that? curious to see how this mix is going to go down because a lot of people don't even know that. Well, Blog Talk Radio is does is it still in existence? Are they still running it? Yeah. Uh huh. No, it's still uh, it's still a product. They they have uh, a bunch of shows. You know, it was one of those things that you know the service was had its loyal customer base right. that loved to do live shows and 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 just like with Spreaker, Spreaker um, that's one of its big differentiators is the fact that it does support live. You know, right. the show has used Spreaker to do yeah. live shows. Over over the years uh, on that platform because it is you know it is a uh, a nice thing to be able to go live uh, if you want to and I've I've always enjoyed it I mean I did the speaker live show for um, two and a half years or however long it was I can I don't even remember but um, you know it it was a fun platform I enjoyed doing live just like I enjoyed doing live with you Todd right so it's it's you know I think the deal is is, you know, it's not going to dramatically change anything in the space. It just brings those two companies closer together is really all it does. And time will tell if there's a shakeout, if people are let yeah. go and, you know, all that stuff. I don't expect that to be the case because uh, Spreaker and VoxNest is a very different business in a lot of ways than pretty much anything else in um, iHeart's portfolio. I mean, as you can see, they they acquired the um, – the content company was it uh, uh, Stuff Media, um, mm-hmm. and they, uh, you know, they've made a big deal about that, creating original content, things like that. But like I said earlier, they they host all that stuff on Megaphone. Yeah. So, um, so this is really more of an alignment with the radio side of iHeartRadio. 
So the question is, is everything come off megaphone and go on to speaker? Well, uh, I guess time will tell. Um, if if uh, I, I believe if the company, if iHeartRadio thinks that Spreaker Voxness becomes as compelling or better, or um, it's just you know, weird that they maybe they'll they'll stop using um, megaphone. I don't know. It's yeah, hard to say. it's just it just seems me kind of odd. But well, you know, congratulations well, I mean, to that you, team. I mean, Todd, if you look at it from the bigger picture, it seems like most of the music streaming platforms are, are acquiring hosting, That's podcast right. hosting platforms, aren't they? Right. So, you, you know, you can kind of draw some conclusions out from that, right? Is that we may see more of this to, you know, in the future because of that trend line. So I, I just wonder though, for those that are on those platforms, if you're a podcaster on Spreaker and to think that they're now really kind of on an iHeart property. I just wonder if perceptions are going to, you know, not, some people are not fans of iHeart. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Well, it is um, definitely the epitome of big radio. There's no question about that. They are the biggest radio network in the world. Um, so if you're trying to move away from big radio, um, that that would be, <laughs> it depends on, you know, it depends on how you look at the, the medium. I do think that iHeart is doing some interesting things with podcasting, uh, you know, on their owned and operated programs that they're doing. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess the, you know, this is just a pattern like we've seen with, uh, Spotify and, and others on the music streaming side, um, of, you know, the embracement of podcasting, but, the way these uh, radio platforms have embraced it is by acquiring podcasting companies. Yeah. So, you know. so, you know, one thing that was popping up, uh, during our conversation on Wednesday, and it's something that I actually named the show today. Uh, how did, how did I call it? I called it, uh, perceptions. Let me get it up here. New perceptions in the podcasting space. That's what I entitled the show today. Mm -hmm. And, there was a number of people on there that think Spotify is king that were in our chat room. They they were like, Spotify is podcasting now. And I'm just kind of was like, I, I thought it was an interesting perspective by a few podcasters that would, that they would say that. Right. Knowing that it's not the case at all, but it definitely shows the influence that they're having on the space. If, if podcasters are thinking, you know, they're the, they're the default standard now. Yeah. I, you know, it's hard to maybe what's happening here is Apple's being seen as the, as a legacy platform and people are starting to view Spotify as what the future looks like. I, you know, I, th that is an interesting question, Todd. I mean, I, it's hard to say. I know that there's a lot of fans out there that, that, that would like to see, you know, more of a equal split in market share in, in the market. And then you throw right. into the mix, um, Android and what Google's doing and, um, some of the, the movement that I think we're starting to see with Google, you know, coming into this, that, um, there's, there does appear to be more competitors, um, to Apple's dominance, um, well, that are growing in, in, 
and starting to do do well. And I don't know if that's good for the space or, or I, not. I, I don't think there's a, I, I think it's unfounded to be concerned because. Yeah, from I tend a, to agree with that. Yeah. From a podcast standpoint. Now, yeah, I might have concerns as a company owner, but um, I think as a podcast listener, you know, I, I don't use Spotify, but I know people that do. And I know people that use Pandora and, um, you know, for certain, you know, certain functions. So it's, it's definitely bringing more bodies or more listeners right. to the space. Um, right. the iHeart deal definitely will bring more exposure to podcasting. You know, they've kind of finally figured out the tea leaves. It looks to me that, mm-hmm. you know, this is their insurance policy for radio. Um, yeah. At the same time, though, I think that uh, with all these, you know, foreign platforms that are kind of ramping up, you know, you brought up the point, you know, what's what's next? Is things going to stabilize or will big folks that are have been in the television space, will the AT&Ts and will the uh, Verizons of the world who have bought up TV media properties now start looking to potentially look at podcasting. Um, well, I mean, if you remember Todd, um, you know, Wondery is now on the sale block too. Um, who's most likely going to buy somebody like a Wondery? Um, my guess would be some sort of a large TV studio. Um, whether it'd be maybe Disney, ABC, who knows? I mean, I think that the, the potential of a, of many different big media brands could get into podcasting. And, you know, I think even companies like Twitter and Facebook could be getting into this. I mean, we've seen Amazon get into it. Uh, and I think Amazon's going to probably surprise a few people in the future with what they're going to do too. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I, you know, competition may be really good, Todd. I, I don't know. Gary says, I like the way Spotify visually presents my podcast better than Apple, but, yeah. The problem, well, though, is there's really no way to subscribe to a show. There's no right. way to, you know, they haphazardly will find you. It's it's a whole different, it's more of a linear, you know, it, it's definitely not a, a, a traditional podcast experience. So maybe that doesn't matter to some folks, but you're not well, going to get on an airplane and listen to this podcast on Spotify. Well, I think on, on Spotify, the paradigm is a little different. Uh, people don't necessarily subscribe right. to music, right? Yeah. They, they, they click play or they hear a playlist or something, you know, they, that's just, that's the experience. So I guess it's expected that Spotify is going to take a different, um, take on this. But from and, a, yeah. But again, it goes really back to is, is a visual experience important when you're using a mobile app? Well, yeah, you know, cause you're really not going to be looking at the screen that much. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think we've seen a lot of companies play around with visual experiences around podcasting and most of them wind up failing because most people, when they listen to podcasts, aren't looking at their screens. So, you know, and Spotify is yeah. not going to fail because of podcasting, um, no, no at all. But, you know, I thought there was a, uh, a good meme out there the the other day that uh, Spotify was congratulating itself for giving its first hundred dollars to, um, to content creators. 
basically they, you know, they pasted their hundred dollar bill on. It was, it was a meme that, and basically saying, you know, Spotify is hardly paying content creators anything. Right. So being artists, of course, they're not paying podcasters, nothing, but. Unless you're a Joe Rogan, and that's a right, million right. Check, then, right. You know, a hundred million bucks or whatever the number was. <laughs> yeah, good for yeah. him. But right. I, again, I, I, and again, I, I think I run by the adage. I don't care how people listen, as long as they listen. I, I guess I, you know, I tell my audience in Geek News Central, please don't consume the show in Spotify, because I, I want that audience to be more. Well, it's not more, ever. It's more, not more connected to the right. show. Right? It's not. It's not evergreen content. They can't right. come two weeks later and listen. They have to be subscribed. Mm -hmm. It's. It's. You know, the content I put out is burned in forty-eight hours. So I want them to know that there's new media there. They get the notification. It's, you know, that there's a new show and they can listen right away versus maybe I'm going to find it tomorrow or next week in Spotify, mm -hmm. you know? So to yeah. me, that's the big difference there. Now, if, if people are using Spotify on a regular basis, then maybe they're using it differently. But to me, it's, it's not intuitive at all. And half the time I can't find podcasts. That's another thing too on there is like, I search for stuff and I can't find it. Then I have to go to Google and where do I end up on? I, you know, hopefully on the podcaster's website, I can subscribe directly there, but. Well, Todd, and like we talked about on the, on, on the Wednesday show, um, search is search. becoming more and more important. And you've been talking about search since the beginning of podcasting time. Isn't so, that amazing? Yes. I know <laughs> some things come full circle, Todd, on you and you're right all along. <laughs> so and it's not a surprise but um <laughs> wow can you guys yeah. please put that into your marketing material over at libsyn right todd's predictions were not a surprise and us bashing people owning their own rss feed for years is null and null and void <laughs> you're you're giggling but uh you you specifically weren't guilty of that but i know another rob that was <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, but I mean, I, I'm teasing you. I'm sorry. Our, yeah, our hearts are in the right place, Todd. <laughs> so the uh, so I, I guess you know I guess I'm concerned that well maybe I shouldn't be concerned. Again, it goes back to me saying forever. I don't care how they listen, as long as they listen. But at the same point, I want to make sure that. And I, I don't know, I just value the ability to be able to be subscribed to a show and know that I can get to that content anytime I want. Um, yesterday, I was in a location yesterday afternoon where there was hardly any internet activity, but still I was being able to play podcasts because they were, you know, they're right there at my fingertips. And uh, maybe I'm old school. Maybe that's not, you know, maybe people are got good enough connectivity that they don't have to to worry anymore. But the fringe, those of us out here on the fringe of media networks or mobile networks. If you live in New York city, you know, you can stuff on demand anytime. Cause you know, right. right. And I think that's, that's the point, right. Is right. Is it like never before when, when podcasting started, it was, <gasps> it was necessary to have right. a download. Right. right? Um, I, I'm just, I think those days of requiring a download for a good experience in the podcast listening area is, 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 I mean, 
having a download available is always going to be a good thing. And maybe the uh, argument because th there are going to be situations, yeah. but in most situations now we've all got terrific internet access and we don't need to download. And maybe the the argument is, maybe it's I flip this on its head a little bit. Maybe the Spotify listeners are more engaged because they physically went and had to go find the show number one. Right. And then they had to pick an episode and hit play versus where me, it's just, I load the app and it's there. It's in my subscribe list. And for me, it's a convenience. I don't have to go search. Yeah. You know, they're, they're right there in my, my list. So, mm -hmm. so who knows? Oh, and by the way, Merriam Webster, I, I am, we're talking about the dictionary. Ah, uh, yes. I saw. I saw your post. I, I, am, saw vin I am vindicated. <laughs> hey, I say the same thing, and it's like I get teased about it, too. I, I am 100% vindicated. For those of you that don't know, in case you thought 2020 couldn't get any worse, <laughs> I love this. Merriam-Webster just officially recognized irregardless as a word. <laughs> I, I, I win. I win. Mignon Fogarty just rolled over in bed. I win. I win. <laughs> I win. I win. I, I just, I had to laugh. I saw that and I was like, oh, you. And people, people are like, shameful. They're slapping their head. What my dad is rolling over his grave. He installed in my a disgust for anyone using that word. I win. Wow. Michael Baldy. Okay, everyone, calm down. It's extremely useful world. Helps you tell who is a dumbass with almost no effort. That's like that's that's of his like the oh so common phrase. I could care less. Douglas Reed, no. But Mike, it sounded so right for so long, Todd, that you you willed it to be true. Kathy Butin, no. P.W. Fenton, regardless of the erroneous decision, I will never use that word. Irregardless, live long and prosper. <laughs> it's all because of you. Todd. Absolutely. I win. Because, you know, you guys are laughing here. You know, Rob and I are laughing, but I am a I am the ultimate in destroying the English language. <laughs> On my show, I've been known to have Toddisms and people have bashed me for years for using irregardless as a as a word. That is not a word. Do not say that. <laughs> yes, I win. I can't wait to talk about it on my regular show too. I I win. And Todd, I, I picked it up from you and then I started using it and then I started getting bashed. It's like, what? What? Yeah. Not, that word doesn't exist in the Webster's dictionary. Uh, like, yeah. So what I did is, okay. So you think about the minions, right? Got the minions back here. It's me. It's ha ha. I'm vindicated. What are y'all? So yeah, I'm. Uh, I just I saw that, and of course it was from Jamie Lee Curtis. So she she was like, you know, saying, "Oh my goodness!" But I I I love it. 
<laughs> How many more words do we have like that in the, you know, the, the, yeah, minions, she's like, their eyeballs are shimmering. <laughs> wow. So, yes, I just had to, I had to bring that point forward. Um, oh, Tom Webster says, true story. My ex-wife's name is Miriam. She didn't take my name. Oh, so that must be a comment to something else. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I, you know, I just go back and I think we're, what we have is, and, 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 and maybe I'm just an old curmudgeon and I'm complaining, but there is new perceptions and, and I think we just have to kind of live with them. Right. Um, with those perceptions. And I, I'm not here to, to browbeat someone to saying, yeah, you need to have people subscribe. That's the only way podcasting works. Well, we, we've known for a long time. That's not the case. Well, and, and speaking of another word that came up, uh, at the, I don't, I don't think you were there, Todd, but the speaker had, or speaker had a after hours event. Uh, it was like a game game that you could play. And one of the you know, people would go through and play and answer the questions, right? Right. And then uh, one of the questions came up is what year was the word podcast added to the Webster Dictionary? Oh. Do you remember when that was? It was either 2005 or 2006. It was, it was actually 2005. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I, I think it was only like 20% of people attending the Spreaker social at podcast movement got that right. Wow. So what did they, so, what did they all thought much later? Yeah. Yeah. I think they thought it was like in the 2010 or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, well, actually it got added right after Apple. Added right. It to iTunes, yeah. Right. So, um, I still get that too. People said, well, when did you start podcasting? I said 2004 and they, they're like, it existed then. I'm like, yeah, that's when it started. Right. Oh, and then you get this dumbfounded look. Right. And I was texting, uh, yesterday and, um, basically we just, it was kind of the same thing type of thing, a little trivia back and forth. How many podcasts, how many active podcasts, blah, 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 blah. And uh, the person said, oh, I only listen to two shows. I said, well, that's good. That's a good start. And mm-hmm. um, and I've actually been listening to more podcasts recently because I've just been trying to unglue myself or, you know, keep myself off the main television sites because they're just, they're not, it's not healthy right now. The ads are not healthy. So, so I think this is where I, where I'm running to, I'm running home to mama for podcasting to be able to feel, fill my brain. And I, you know, and if we think about back to the beginning of this, Rob, not only were we wanting to make sure that, um, there would be, uh, this new way to consume media, but you really could get away from all of these talking heads and listen to real people share stories and share information and we can't get mm-hmm. away from that. That is an important part of this whole space as well is it's so unique and yeah. maybe it's not so unique anymore, but I still think we're, we've got something pretty special here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Todd, did you see the, the, the listing about some shows that are leaving PRX? Yeah, I saw that. Um, well, it's uh, putting your money where your mouth is. 
Uh, what's a sign of the you know the change in climate of what's yeah. happening? Um, yeah. You know, I also attended a session at Podcast Movement, the 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 people of color networking event. And that was very interesting and a lot of, a lot of ideas and discussion about how to, you know, expand the diversity of the podcasting space. And I think what we're seeing here at PRX uh, shows that are leaving PRX and Radiotopia um, is because of the, what this scene is the lack of racial diversity. Um, It's, it's a growing issue in the podcasting space. Um, But, it's not, it's mainly organizational issues. I don't believe it's a podcasting issue per se. I think the, the canvas is, um, available to anyone to create whatever they want to create over here. I think it's, it's the opportunity for the professional side, I suppose is where, where the issue is. Do you think that because there hasn't been like a major in-person event for a while that, those new to the space have a, I don't know if I'm hearing, okay, maybe, maybe I'm way ahead of myself here, but are people in, in that session, did people think that podcasting was still hard to get into for people of color? Well, I think where the perception is, is, is maybe access to, to money investments, mm. um, being a part of larger networks or something like D- that. Don't that feel bad. Be- they don't give, old white guys money either. So I'm right. Yeah. Right. right, Yeah. So I, I, I think that's probably where, where the focus is. Yeah. Um, it's more around organizational diversity. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I would like to see more diversity in the content creation side. And I, I asked the, the panel, so they, they, they had a discussion panel that was going on there too, about this topic. I, I asked them, well, how can we get, we, how can we attract more diversity in the content creation side? Um, I mean, I, I, I think we have some already and th- there are, there were plenty of that, that whole event was very, very diverse with content creators and, um, in there. And I was, I, I, I challenged the group to, you know, maybe what we should do is start talking about how we can attract more diversity to podcasting, you know, um, you know, versus pointing fingers, let's be proactive about this. And this is a challenge that the podcast Academy has too, is we want to be racially diverse in our governing board. We want to be racially diverse in our membership. We want to be racially diverse in all the shows that are nominated, um, for, for an award. And, um, speaking of that, the nominations are open at the podcast Academy and we, we open with open arms, um, anybody that wants to submit their, their show over there. Uh, it's not going to be filtered based on, you know, racial orientation or anything like that. We're going to look at the best show, but I mean, we are looking for shows from differing communities in the podcasting space, um, from around the world, uh, from different voices and different perspectives and, and, um, that's, I think that's the key takeaway from all this is we, you know, we as members of this community just need to reach out and attract more diversity to this medium. Uh, I don't believe that there's really any barrier up other than maybe some perceived barrier to access to money and investment and support maybe that, uh, unfortunately, as we've seen with PRX, it's seen as, a, a little too white. Um, and, and it needs to be more diverse. 
You know, I think if you look at it from an independent content creator standpoint, let's not talk about budgets, production, right? just pure independence. Right. You know, I, I'm of the, and again, this is not scientific, mm-hmm. uh, just based on my observations of who I talk to from day to day. I think that there's one specific group that still continue to be well underrepresented. Um, and that, that would be uh, black men. Right. I, I think that group is, is, is missing from the, you know, not, not entirely, but I think they're underrepresented. I think the black women are doing a much better job of, you know, there's mm-hmm. much more diversity there or much more, n- more numbers, I guess maybe that's the best way to say right. it. Right. So, um, but then again, I'm just looking at it black and white. I'm not really looking at it from, you know, we've got more and more diversity in this country between black and white. We've got Asians, we've got Indian, we, the whole, you know, the whole right. scope or native American, maybe that's the more appropriate word to use. Um, so well, and Todd too. Let, let, let's let's talk about the glass half full. I think we we have many terrific black podcast creators absolutely. in the medium right now, yeah. and I think what we need to do is focus on those folks and highlight them. And you know, like Donald Albright, which was I mean, he was a guest on this show just mm-hmm. uh, just a couple months ago. He's a perfect example, and he's the the vice chairman of the podcast academy and. Uh, he's a perfect example of a, you know, of a black man that's doing terrific work, uh, in the podcasting space. And there's others out there too. And, and we just need to get more, more involved and I'm not quite sure how to do that. Um, and, and I think that there's an equal, uh, responsibility there. I think that the black community needs to encourage others to join this medium. Um, but I think you know it's it's the responsibility of the medium to make sure that it's a welcoming medium for that too. Now, one thing too is we worked with BET and some other groups right. like that, and BET has been trying to I wouldn't say consolidate, but they've been trying to recognize mm-hmm. you know content in that genre, and um, I think that uh, you know they've been you know that they're in a good position to be able to, to expose podcasters that maybe haven't been exposed before, but we need to move beyond just, mm-hmm. you know, those silos, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word here, um, right. but I, I, I guess, you know, and also another thing too is oftentimes um, if I'm listening to a show, I don't know the makeup the diversity makeup of a show. I have no clue. I see a show name. I see a show title, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe some references made in the podcast that kind of clues me in, but oftentimes I'm kind of, you know, the faces to me, you know how your brain is when you read a book, you know, you kind of assign faces to a, to a, to content. And, uh, it's kind of the same way for me in podcasts because I listen to so many podcasts that, um, I often, you know, I'm a man or a woman and, but maybe sometimes there's something will be said. I'm like, Oh, clue in a little bit. But other than that, um, often hard to really distinguish on an audio podcast, the makeup of an, of a show. Right. And I'm, I, I'm going to invite, um, more, more diversity in the guests that we have on this show too. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that's, 
uh, I, I just need to find the, the folks to to do that. So you know, maybe the audience can help right. us out too. You know, because right. I think it's important right. if you know someone that's you know doing a cool show and be worth them come on the podcast. Let us you know send Rob and I a note. We definitely will right. invite because I you know I made a comment twice during our and maybe those of you that weren't watching the other night or haven't listened to the episode yet, I, I, you know, I made two comments that, you know, Rob, you went out and tried yeah. to get some folks on the panel yeah. and to, so it wasn't just, you know, four guys and, uh, you had a hard time. I think it was just for other, other reasons. Uh, the timing of it just didn't work out for, for because some. It was and, seven o'clock at night so, and two right, hours and, and there's a lot of reasons that things happen with potential guests that they can't make it. So it isn't like I'm going to stop trying because we right. do this show in a variety of different, you know, days and times. So mm-hmm. oftentimes we can, we can make it work at some point. I, I do want to switch topics here a little bit. Did you yeah. listen to the Mark Cuban keynote? Yes, I did. Uh, boy, I tell you, they should have sent him a microphone. <laughs> I had the same thought too, you know, he's, <laughs> he's sitting in his office and the camera was like, like way, way up high. You can see like, yeah, not I a good, definitely expected a lot more from, from Mark on that. But, yeah, yeah. But what did you think of the conversation? Well, I mean, first of all, he's not a podcast, right? We know uh, that. And that's, I mean, th- that's not the first time, you know, I've met Mark before and it's not the first time that, uh, he's been a, a speaker at a podcasting event. I don't know if you remember Todd, but I think it was 2000, was it 2008, mm-hmm. 2007, something like that. I think he was a speaker at, um, um, the new media expo in, in Vegas, uh, at the Rio, I believe. Hmm. So, cause uh, you know, I went to his session there and talked to him after his, his speech, but, um, I mean, he was v- very early in the online media space. So, I mean, of right. course he's always had an affinity towards podcasting. He just hasn't ever done one himself. Right. I mean, he's been, really, if you think about Mark, he's really been a video guy. Yeah. If you come right down to it. So I, I guess, you know, um, there was a few takeaways there and I think it's, you know, it's probably those of you that have got to pass, go back and listen to it. If you haven't, it was short, 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it was, all, all the sessions at podcast movement are pretty much, except for ours, which was probably a little too long. <laughs> yeah. It was two hours. Hey, go large or go home. Right. right. If anybody <laughs> can go for two hours, hard. it's us. So what has anything else in podcast movement? Like, cause I haven't watched all the keynotes. Was there any other keynotes besides Tom Webster's that really stuck out to you? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, well, the, you know, it's kind of hard to think of the other ones because Tom's <laughs> is the one that stood out the most. <laughs> yeah. As far as you know, you know, as Tom always does, he always puts on a good good session. Um, you know, it's that combination of data and humor that Tom mm-hmm. has that is pretty powerful. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've I thought a lot of what he talked about was a little bit, you know, um, changes people's perceptions a little bit about things. So I think he does a good job of that. And then, so I guess I'm just jumping around here today because I'm not even looking at the news. I should. Um, 
So what is going to be the process then over at the Podcast Academy for the awards? You guys are, what are the categories? I don't even know what the categories are that you, if you have that handier. Let me see. I'll, I'll go to the page and I can actually look at it on the page. Let's see here. I don't have them all memorized. Let's see here. Um, Let's yeah, I'm going to be putting on, putting on a webinar at some point myself. So I just clicked on annual awards here. So I've, I've got them listed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. So podcast of the year, best right. documentary, best interview, best comedy, best news, best sports, best true crime, best business, best fiction, mm -hmm. best history, best science or tech, best society and culture, best politics, yep. entertainment, personal growth, spirituality podcast, best wellness or relationship podcast, best podcast host. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Is, that, is that actually like Libsyn and Blueberry competing with for one another? No, no, that's actually on 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 microphone, folks. Oh, okay. Hope best reporting. Sure. Right. So that's right. okay. Best script writing fiction. Best script writing nonfiction. Best production and sound design. I think we should win that. Best original score and music supervision. Best performer and audio fiction and a governor's award. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the governor's award is one you guys are going to pick. Yeah. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. So, wow, Rob. Wow, we wow. Wow, the entry Welcome fee to the, uh, the 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 award stuff, right? The entry fee. Oh. Hey. I, I I guess I can raise my rates now. I say, go large or go home. The entry Same. fee for members is a hundred bucks, and non-members is one seventy-five. I guess it pays to join. Wow. So what does everybody think about that? That's interesting. Well, you know, I, uh, I know. I'm with the Academy Awards and stuff like that. I, I think it's like six or $700 to submit. Uh, Academy Awards is, comes with a much, you know, there's probably a million dollars worth of investment for the Academy Awards. But of course, <laughs> television is. Well, that, that opens up a whole other can of worms to talk about too, Todd, right? So, yeah. because, you know, they, they have to do their, they have to do their promotion and PR and everything that goes along with trying to get people to vote, right? members to vote. So what's going to happen? So is the membership list going to be made public or is there, are, are people going to, uh, you know, that that's the next question. Am I going to start getting PR campaigns from, you know, the best history podcast So please go for them at the, at the Ambies? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question, Todd. <laughs> You're being very careful here, Rob, to answer any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's possible. I mean, I don't think it's like against the law, but yeah, I would say, you know, it's you can't really stop people from <laughs> marketing, right? Yeah. So yeah, so uh, nominations opened up on October 19th, so just a few days ago. Uh, entry period closes on December 15th and nominees will be announced in February. We haven't uh, figured out an exact time when we're going to announce the nominees. And then March 28th is the target uh, for having an award ceremony, which will more than likely be a virtual event. Hmm. Okay. So given what's happening in the country right now around group gatherings from around the country right now. It's, it's a little questionable whether or not we're going to be out of this by the end of March. So. Yeah. 
probably very low chance that we will be. So in, in really you guys aren't even covering, well, if you have entry, depends on how many entries you have. That's, that's, you know, what the, I've heard it, th- th- there's been quite a few entries already. Just really? In the first five days. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Many, many, many entries already. Yes. And people are not having a problem paying a hundred bucks. So that's interesting. So I wonder what's going to happen when I reopen my thing. Of course, ours is 25. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. But I'm not, of course, you know, Rob, you guys ought to take that money. And, uh, you know, there's a great domain name out there. A couple of them that are probably for sale. Really? But yeah. With enough zeros on the end of the check, I'm sure it could be purchased. Really? Yeah. But you got to have a lot of zeros. Were you guys able to secure the ambies.com or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We did secure ambies.com. Oh, A-M-B-I-E-S. You were able to get that. That was a weird enough name. that. <laughs> exactly. That's the key. It has to be weird enough. Yeah. That there's no domain name squatter like me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Huh. So how, okay. So voting, I'm assuming just so we're understanding what's going to happen here, you'll have nominees. How will the, have you guys decided how the nominees are going to get picked or will Uh, they be? Oh, I mean to, yeah, uh, it's going to be picked by the members. Okay. So the members will vote for the nominees. Correct. And then the member, a third party awards software platform. Um, that's, that's very advanced. It actually, I believe it was used by ad, ad weeks, um, awards that they just did, um, a few weeks ago. You know, I had, I had one, I've got one built. You guys (laughs) (laughs) could have talked to me. (laughs) Well, that's true. Yeah. But mine was probably cheaper to build. I think my total build bill was about 12 or $13,000. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so then once the nominees are picked, then the membership will vote again for the winners? Uh, yeah, correct. Oh, interesting. So here's wherein lies the challenge, ladies and gentlemen, on any of these types of things. Yeah. So. There's always a challenge. There's always a challenge because. It's limited to, so if you have, you, you can nominate your own show, right? I can nominate my own podcast. I don't have to. And then, so there's no, huh, interesting. Very interesting. Cause I would imagine the majority of people that are members are also podcasters. Right. But it also takes out of the loop the, the possibility of group um, activity. It on could voting. though. Well, if you've got, if you've got 10 people that work at Libsyn and they're all members, 10 people well, can help sway. Looking at the, the membership pool that we have so far, it's, uh, it's like 95% independent producers. Oh. And, um, which isn't surprising if you right. think about it. Right. That's, that's fairly representative of the podcasting space. Yep. Um, so we don't see large clusters of people, uh, in the membership pool yet, that um, from a, like a large company, like let's say all the employees of iHeartRadio. Right. Join. Right. That's, 
that's not happening at this point. So, so we don't have any kind of inherent bias like that. And if we did have that happen, we've already kind of built in oh, filters against that. That's good. So, so yeah. But still then, let's say I go in and uh, register my tech show. I could mm-hmm. then start a campaign for members to vote for it too. So, and you know, that's completely legal. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a, more of a public thing on the yeah, outside, right? On the outside. So could, could do that, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But so, that's only gonna, you know, it, it's not, you know, the benefits of it are a little bit less because it's, it's a relatively small group of mm-hmm. members, right? So putting it out there in an advertisement in a podcast is right, right, right. Only going to have limited. So benefit. I'm looking here. Where would this show fit in? It would be. It'd be kind of a tech business podcast. Yeah, best business podcast. But are we are you, are are we disqualified because of your position? Because mm. it would be a bit of a conflict, I think. I'm not sure. We, we, we haven't really discussed that on, on the panel. I do think that the, the very structure of it um, basically takes any bias out of it. Okay. So. Not that I, I would know. go, I mean, regi- good, not that I would go register this show, but it just. I mean, it's know. a good question for the board to talk about. Can board members nominate? Uh, and I, I believe if you're, uh, let's say you own a network. So let's say, um, I don't think that, uh, that any of the members of the boards, which are, there's some pretty big podcast networks like iHeartRadio, um, yeah. is on the governing board. Should they be excluded from being able to nominate any iHeartRadio podcasts? And I would say no. So the question then is, all right, I registered, I believe, I think I registered as Blueberry. I don't remember. Maybe I registered as my own podcast. I don't remember how I joined Hmm. Well, you join as an individual. You don't join as a company. Okay, so you join as an individual. So then, technically, being a member, I can nominate any show or multiple shows as long as I paid a hundred bucks per show. Right. Okay, I got it. What do you guys think? Should we? Should we? Should we nominate this show? <laughs> and in and you can nominate the show up to I, I I believe you can nominate up to three episodes. So it's an oh, episode. An episode. Right. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the weirdest so damn thing I've ever heard. Well, Three well, it's episodes. The same thing that that the uh, you know the TV or the movies do or whatever is that you nominate a you know a piece says, of content. Says production is, companies is your producer. best best piece of content. Says production companies, individual producers, creators, and distributors of a podcast series. Which publish at least three episodes during the period January twenty one to December thirty one are eligible for consideration. But when I mm-hmm. submit it, do I have to let's find this thing here? Where's this where is or go find the form? Oh, where is the form? I think you have to click. Uh it's actually you have to sign in as a member. Oh, to see it. Well, that yeah. might, I guess I'm gonna have to for, do a forget your password thing. <laughs> so huh well we'll see if that was the right one your IP has been logged so you have to log in so basically a non-member would have a hard time submitting anything at this point 
Well, you have to join and then submit. But this says 175 for non-members, so You're which right. way is it? Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe I found a flaw. Let's see here. Where is it? Huh. It is interesting that you can't. Yeah, so I can't remember which email address I I logged in under. It'll send me a thing here in a minute. Um, I'll have to ask the yeah the team because I was curious to look at the application form right and see see if I have to submit three episodes. So if I that's it, just hmm, it's interesting. Yeah. How do you pick the three best episodes that you've done in a year? Your three best ones. Yeah. And Tim says, and down the rabbit hole he goes. <laughs> hey, well, you, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm chairman of the board. Yeah. I'm yeah. Chair, chairperson of the board, which means that I run the meetings. It isn't like I make yeah, all yeah, the decisions. Yeah, I know. Stuff. I understand. But, uh, <laughs> putting Rob on the spot a little bit here. Right. But, right. But, I you mean, know, hey, guess what? No one else is talking about it. We got to talk about it. So, those of you that are podcasters out there, want to get involved in this and it'd be pretty awesome to be one of the first shows to win a, uh, an Ambi. Right. I mean, I'll invite, uh, Michelle, our executive director to come on the show. Sometime. Yeah, that'd be we great. Can, we can dive through this completely. Yeah. And then I, I, I can invite Hernan Lopez on too, since and he can tell us about the, his process of trying to find a new buyer for his company. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. going to leave that one right there because we could really get in trouble here real quick. Really? I think so. I, I don't want to, well, let's, let's leave that one alone. Really? Well, what, what is the motivation? Oh, oh okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure where where you were going with that. Yeah, it's so, like you know, okay. what what is the motivation? Um, so in, anyway, so this is cool. So you, for those of you listening, you have until Dece- really December fourteenth, fifteenth, the last day, right? To to nominate now. <laughs> if you guys the think we before Christmas, if right. you guys think we should nominate this show, and you are a member of the uh, the podcast academy. Let us know which category you think we should be in. If we think we're supposed to be in the best business category, we'll 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 put it in the best business podcast category. But we're gonna. I'm just I, here's how I'm gonna do this. If I we, want it to be in the best fiction podcast. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> if, if we don't get donations, if you don't donate to the show, right. And I'll tell you right away when we reach a hundred bucks. If we don't get donations to the show, we won't register it. So you guys decide if we Todd, should register the show. I know, um, I know the right category for us. Oh, really? The best opinion podcast. Oh, what is it, which one is that? It's the well, it's the best politics and opinion podcast. Oh, there you go. But we're not a yeah. That's gonna be a hard category to win. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we need to go back to the best business podcast. We got a better shot or, of winning that. Or one. best uh, best. Uh, Host, no, uh, best uh, reporting podcast. Oh, that could that could work too, but that'll be another tough one. Now that'll be news related, but yeah, we potentially could. Uh, best knowledge, science, and tech podcast. Yeah, so you guys let us know. I'll put a link to the the Ambies in the show notes. Again, 
The only way I'm registering this show for the Ambies is if those of you from today forward donate to the show via the link on the website and we raise enough money to register the show for the Ambies. If you don't wow. think we're, uh, let's see, yeah, we're going to make the audience, if, if we're not worthy, if they don't think that we're worthy, we won't, because that means they won't vote for us anyway if they're part of the podcast. Is everyone listening to this show part of the Podcast Academy? My guess is probably not. No, because I know if we would have, there, you guys would have been like funded for the next year. You know, so the question I have for those of you that listen to the show, why are you not? Why are you not a member of the Podcast Academy? And I'm serious. Why are you not? And we, we want to hear, tell Rob and I why you're not, because Rob wants to know. He can take that back to the Board of Governors and say, this is why people are not registering for the Podcast Academy. It was 50 bucks. Now it's 100. So it's going to cost you more if I made you feel guilty. Well, and we're adding uh, three more board members to the to the board, um, and I'm going to be stepping down from being chairperson uh, in January. Oh. So, did you guys already vote, or how does no, that work? Yet. That's that's going to be done in January. Well, that so. will probably be done by the membership, or I'm assuming by the board of governors. Oh, so the membership doesn't get to vote on the board of governors. Well, um. Actually, that's a good point. I I think the membership is going to vote. Interesting. Actually. Huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so you've been the, I thought you were going to have this gig for two years. Well, I'm going to be on the, the, the board for two years. I'm just, uh, this was just a temporary stint to get the right. organization off the ground. And then, then it was going to be put out to a, to a much bigger vote on who was going to, in the hopes of having a, a, an officer's list that was, um, had better representation from, you know, in all the ways that everybody would like these oh, days. Okay. I'm going to leave that one alone. Tim says, I'm not eligible. Yes. It's your fault, Tim. <laughs> it's your fault for not doing your show and being the biggest procrastinator on the planet. You know, this, Todd, this, Todd, Todd, are you doing like what Adam Curry does on his show? Are you shaming our audience? I, I'm shaming Tim because Tim and I are friends and I've drank beer with him so I can shame Tim. <laughs> and, and you know, t Tim is a retired firefighter from California, a distinguished, wow. a distinguished firefighter, fire captain. Wow. He, he travels around and he camps out in the back of, he's got one of those, Ones that goes on the back of the pickup, mm -hmm. and uh, he would he has all kinds of fantastic stories. Whenever we get together, all we do is he tells us stories, and he would make a great podcaster. But he's got he is he'll have to take a picture of it and put it in his in in this in the uh, Facebook page. But he's actually got a business card that is related to his procrastination of podcasting. So yes, Timothy, irregardless, you need to get busy. <laughs> Webster has empowered Todd. Oh my God. It's irregardless. It's hilarious. <laughs> and, and do I really care if someone says you don't know how to speak English? Well, according to Merriam Webster, I sure do. <laughs> 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 Todd, 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 you've been renewed in your vigor. There was another company that I 
got wrong all the time. From the early years, I called Symantec, Symantec. <laughs> S-Y-M, Symantec, instead of Symantec. So people, I drove them crazy. And I often did it on purpose, pronounce it incorrectly. <laughs> just to trigger the audience just a little bit. Todd, you're creating a whole new dialect of English. That's why they call them Toddisms. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Todd, little... did you see that the iVox folks had an audience awards that got got announced, and their their winners got a got who? announced? Who? who? The iVox <laughs> from I... Spain. It's a it's a podcast and live streaming uh, listening. It's the biggest one in Spain. Wow. Um, they announced their, their, their winners, 2020. It's the third edition of the iVox audience awards. So hmm. there's not that many categories. They, they only had like, um, present and society, uh, wellness and family, science and culture, sports, business and technology, history and belief, uh, music, entertainment, and that's it. Awesome. Hey, one thing that I'll mention is we have from time to time we have guests on yep. and uh, both James and Brian who were with us on Wednesday sent us thank you notes. So yeah. I just want to thank both James and Brian for sending the thank you notes. That doesn't always happen. I, d I definitely appreciate your, yeah. your follow-up and Brian, I agree with you. Uh, uh, we didn't get to dive into privacy too much, but we've done a <clears throat> lot of that on this show. So Maybe at some point down the road, we can have you back on. And when we're ready to do maybe we'll wait till something erroneous happens. Is right. that a word? Erroneous happens. <laughs> if it's not, you, uh, you just, just made it, it right. Something erroneous happens and we'll have you on and we'll, we'll talk about privacy. Right. And I mean, uh, it's a pretty lengthy topic. So having, you know, th that's almost like a separate show. I did have it on the agenda list, but we just didn't get to it. Yeah. Even in two hours, we didn't get to it. So James, what did he say? He said, uh, James says, I think you got better answers from Brian. I think James, you did a good job. I think you had great answers to the stuff. I think we had a good dialogue. So, uh, Especially for a guy that didn't have power or internet. That was remarkable. He, did you see he posted a picture later of the, the electric trucks outside his house. And he said he had basically used every device. He'd run out of power and every, cause he had another live event. He was down to his Chromebook right. and right. he got through his live events with no power. Yeah. I think he was doing a, a, a panel at uh rain Eurasia, I yeah. think is yeah. what he was doing. <laughs> and that panel had like, had eight like people a, or something eight, on eight it. People on it or something like that. It was like a, One yeah, question each. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But I, I appreciate, uh, James posting a screenshot of our live event on the, on the newsletter oh, that came out. That's I, right. I think, I don't know if you saw it or not, but it came out on the 22nd, I and, guess, which was Thursday. And we did get good coverage from, uh, the podcast <clears throat> business journal as well. So thank the team over there for promoting it. And of course, again, big thanks to Dan and his team, uh, mm -hmm. for having, letting us have two hours. Uh, on a on a Wednesday night, yeah, and our our event was pretty much the only event that was going on that night. Right. Um, um, so it was like an after hours special event. 
So I went to the the iHeart Radio After Hours event. Uh, I don't know if you did that. Too. I have not been going. Connell to and, and and Will from iHeart, um, you know, from the the StuffWorks folks, right? And they did a terrific session talking okay. about um, podcast cr- creative, um, talking to new podcasters, talking about how they created their shows, and um, you know, it was almost like a pitch session to Connell and Will pitching. Um, new shows and new show ideas. It was, it was really interesting to hear people come up with a, you know, like a slide deck to present their, their shows to, yeah, who, to them. Who did you say was the ones that were doing that? It was uh, C- Connell, uh, who's the head of podcasting for, um, stuff media that's owned oh. by, uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah. So Connell Bryan and, uh, and I guess Will, Will Williamson, I, I believe, who's kind, kind of like the head of content production at Stuff Media. Okay. So bo- both of them did a, it was like a two or three hour live, you know, workshop from USC in, uh, in, in LA. So it was themed as something that I, I guess that iHeart's been doing with the, the, the USC student base for, for a while to come up with new show ideas. So I do want to talk. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought it was interesting uh, what he did there. I thought it was, you know, very insightful around, um, you know, the the creation process of a new podcast. Insider doesn't like it when uh, you have a uh, ad blocker. They wouldn't even let me get access to it. And now it's giving me 25 pop-ups. No, I don't want to give you a dollar a month. Um <clears throat> This headline, if you are a podcaster, we talked a little bit about it on the show, but we didn't really go too much into it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But I think we should. Spotify ban for podcasts associated with QAnon, Conspiracy Theory, and Monday leaving the moment, the movement with few places to turn. I think that's a little unfair because those shows are still online. A Friday report from Media Matters for America, a progressive nonprofit tracks online misinformation. Conservative media revealed that QAnon influencers are still posting on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Vimeo after a wave of bans on other platforms, mostly notable Facebook. QAnon is a baseless, according to them, far-right conspiracy theory that claims the president is secretly finding a deep state cabal of human traffickers. I thought it had something to do with a dead Kennedy, but I guess it's human traffickers. The movement has been linked to several crimes, and the FBI has characterized it as a potential domestic terrorism threat. As QAnon has grown popular this year, tech companies are finally taking action on the conspiracy theory. So, you don't have someone talking about hate. You don't have someone that is threatening someone. If I take the basis of this article and understand that it's QAnon is something to do about human traffickers. That is interesting. So we, none of us like human traffickers. Right. And, okay, so that's QAnon. What about the old Art Bell shows talking about UFOs? And what about uh, George Norrie and uh, the conspiracy theories he brings on his show? And what about the hundreds of other podcasts that talk a lot of conspiracy theories. Are they now subject to banning from platforms because quote unquote, people can't understand the difference between 
a show talking about something. I, I'm really disturbed about this. I, I don't know anything about QAnon. I could care less. Well, it is, it's linked up to politics here. And that's what the, that's what the difference is. Um, uh, think, okay. I, so if you look at what, what, um, George Norrie has done and all that stuff, it's, it's mainly around conspiracies around UFOs. But it's still conspiracies. So like regardless if it's I know, political, but it's not politics, right? Well, it's there's politics. been politics about JFK getting shot. There's been conspiracies for 30, 40 years on John F. Kennedy. It's assassination. Yeah, but the QAnon conspiracy is, is claiming that Democrats are, are human traffickers. That's, that's the premise behind it. So, mm. you know, you're getting into areas which are, political too. And they're, they're making accusations against a certain group of people based on a political agenda. And that's, that's where it kind of, I, th I think it crosses um, a line, um, you know, talking about UFOs or, you know, things like that doesn't, you know, isn't typically linked up with politics. Right? But here you've got another company that is right. now censoring and right. doing editorial control Right. And this is a slippery slope for them because in the United States, they're still protected right. under Section 230 of the. That is true. So. That is true. There is freedom of speech. And, but, you know, if, if that freedom of speech is causing harm in the world, I don't but, know that but conspiracy theories can, around, around UFOs is causing anybody. Any but harm. is QAnon causing harm? Well, they're, well. We're getting into politics. Yeah, so. I know, but it's it's so, a conspiracy theory. They're talking. Are they there? There were people that were taking guns into part of you know. I, anyway, um, and people got arrested because people were were resorting to violence in in reaction to this QAnon thing. Uh, I've, I've heard, heard about it. I've heard, heard not, none but, of that. Of course, I've been not listening to the news. But again. Yeah. There's here, certain people out there that react to this stuff in a negative way and here try again, and take action in the real world. Right. So Spotify says that it prohibits content on the platform, promotes, advocates, or incites violence against others. So they seem to think that this type of content was inciting violence. Well, there was an incident that happened in Washington, D.C. At a, at a pizza joint that was linked up with this conspiracy where a guy walked into the pizza joint with a gun and was going to find those Democrats in the back and was going to shoot him hmm. and he got arrested. It, the FBI had to go in and arrest this guy. So that's, that's unfortunate what happens in this area. But were these specific shows actually proponing violence? Know. And probably not. It's just the conspiracy theory that's going on. That's cycling around is creating this. Yeah. We get this it's division a, between people it, and people are angry. It's a at very, people. very thin line. So what happens yeah. when they start yeah. removing shows that right. talks about Hunter Biden? When, when do they, when do they start removing shows like Facebook or co content like Facebook and Twitter has done? You know, that hasn't happened yet, but you know, the censorship thing is very, to me, a very thin line here. And again, I don't know nothing about well, I it. I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, you start getting into things like, like that, the Hunter Biden thing and, it's hard to make that direct connection that there's some person that could be harmed right. in, in the provocation. And, of, and, uh, and just for the record, we don't know of any Spotify doing this with any right. pl political show. So I just want to be clear on that. 
And I think it's, it's typically, you know, this happens typically around things that can cause people to, you know, incite violence against others. And that's typically where we're seeing this happen. You know, I think we saw it with Alex Jones. Yeah. There was a certain amount of that going on and I've heard him, you know, threaten people in ways that I just, it's hard even to explain and imagine that someone even think that, um, you know. He's a sick young man, <laughs> old man. <laughs> so but, QAnon yeah. content has been banned on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest, right. and Triller. Right. So right. Apple hasn't removed these shows, I am assuming. Yeah, I don't think everybody is going to have the same approach to this, right? Everybody has a different, um, you know, terms of service. So again, um, it just... I guess I need to hear the content, you know, and understand their rationale for doing this. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of unhealthy things going on in the country right now. So, well, I think be quite frank. I think the unhealthiness, a lot of stuff that's unhealthy in the country has been largely driven by the mainstream media, but, that's my opinion. I know I feel much more healthy when I don't watch. Well, I mean, a, any I guess of it the, depends on how you think it. If the mainstream media is bringing attention to it, <clears throat> then yeah, I would tend to agree with you. No, I right. think the mainstream media is orchestrating much of the mental health issues in this country by the content that they, they produce and stuff that they do and do not talk about. So they're no longer news. That's the thing. The mainstream media is no longer news. They're political organizations. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're Fox, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> they are no longer news organizations. They are political organizations. And uh, someday maybe they'll start reporting news again. Well, I think at the end of the day, it gets back to what are people paying attention to? Right? Yeah. What do, you know, News has been heading towards entertainment for a long time, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we're really talking about here is news and content online. Yeah. Content and broadcast is <clears throat> those news organizations are now part of entertainment organizations. Right. Right. So that shift has been happening a long time. But uh, I, I think that. But I think, and this, I think this is the ultimate destination. Yeah. I think the shift, though, has <laughs> went from entertainment to now political activism that's what is going on in news today and it doesn't matter if you're right left down the center there there's a station for you <laughs> right and, and somewhere somewhere in all this is the truth well you're not going to hear it on mainstream media i think that it's you're going to start where are I, you going to hear it i think podcasts are the you know what what is that just let me use a star trek uh and i'm going to get bashed here because i'm not a trekkie the final frontier or whatever. I think pod, the podcast space is the final frontier for truth. Right. Right. What are the facts and what are the truth? At least Todd's truth and Rob's right. truth. And I mean, if we can't, can't agree on truths, then and facts, then, then we're never going to agree. But at the same, anything. but at the same time, you, it, it's, it's become very, if you watch a social experience on Netflix, right. You know, we are in a time and a place where I don't think I'm sophisticated enough as an individual to um, 
sway someone's, um, to change their lifestyle. I don't think me as an individual, I may be able to provide information. Change someone's opinion about something. Is that what you mean? Uh, Not necessarily opinion, but you know what we really had. And again, I guess the, 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 what I see is that, um, my show is not enough to make someone go out and, um, setting burning barrels in the middle of the street or something to that effect. They're not going to go out and protest because something I have said, um, at least I don't think so, but I think mainstream media has on both sides caused people to go out and want to burn burning barrels in the middle of the street. I'm just using that as an example, but, um, I think podcast, I think the average person, Mm -hmm. We're all pretty, you know, we all get up in the morning and mm-hmm. brush our teeth and right. use the restroom and take a shower and put our pants on the same. I think we're all pretty, right. pretty level. You know, if you, you go from household to household in America, it's, you know, the same routine. And I think in the surface of things, people that are creating content are trying to be pretty thoughtful in what they create in podcasts because right. their reputation is really at stake. Right. Now you're going to have people that are going to do super hardcore right left shows that's going to be still out right. there but i right. think for the most part there's not like this big agenda i yeah, i feel the mainstream media has yeah. an agenda in other words and that's why i said there are political parties now they're not or they're, right. they're extensions of political parties they're extensions of a of an interpretation right of of what is perceived as a reality. And I think they try to do drive people's perceptions and make them, they have enough influence still, I think, that they're trying, I think they are very successful in driving. Well, I mean, let's, let's get up at the 60,000 foot view on this. We live in a, um, was it a, a, a kind of like a polarized um, orientation in our society, right? right? There's left, right. There's yep. blue, red, there's Democrat, Republican, you know, we live in a binary, that might be the best way of saying it. We live in a binary world, right? Um, even digital, what we're doing on the internet right now is basically we're streaming a bunch of ones and zeros, right? <laughs> right. Ones and zeros. So everything is binary in their choices. And that's what we see in our world. There's, there's males, females, there's, um, you know, I mean, the, the whole fabric of our existence is based on binary orientation. Well, it's, it's male, um, female, other, or so let's speak. Well, yeah. now it is because yeah. we've, we've branched out into other, other ways of looking at right. things. And that's, what's complicated things is that, you know, binary choice, um, is how our political system is set up. It's True. how our, our societal structure is set up. Um, and I just, you know, I think that these things have existed in since the beginning of time, you know, these binary choices, it's just now we've thrown into the mix, the internet, and then yeah. we talked about, you know, the social dilemma and which is like gasoline on the fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Of people's ability to interpret things and express different views of reality. And that's, 
that's what I think that's what we're seeing is kind of like a, a grouping of ideas uh, in these different binary um, media um, that are grouping ideas based on, you know, a, a, a growing consolidated view, which is also, you know, you have to think about it too. Um, there's also, I believe, a, a, a growing um, the power of the minority to influence the majority too. I think if you really think about that, I think you'll understand what I'm yeah, saying. Of course. Is that the internet has empowered a small group of people to um, have major impact on a large group of people. And while I didn't want to go down too deep in this, yeah. I'm just thinking based upon the podcast I listen to, I hear level-headed, right. intelligent conversations. Yeah. And, it's like what we're having here, Tom. Right. I mean, these are these are observational discussions about what's happening in our, our our world, and there is application in the podcasting world to what's happening here. Um, and and I know. guess I'm super sensitive when I hear the word "ban," "removed," yeah. and I, don't like I, it either. I, I, mean, I get very I get very uncomfortable. Right. Both of us are definitely free speech advocates. I mean, I I'm with you 100. percent because what happens when the fringe is silence and maybe the fringe is right? You know, what happens when they, right. they ban a far left or far right group or a, yeah. a, a, a show of color or whatever it may be? You know, the, the media has had way too much influence and has had way too much control of the message that we hear throughout the world. And that's been part of the reason the success of podcasting is because no one We've can kind of broke that mold. Yeah. No one can be, no one can be told, no, you can't be heard. Right. You know, that's and true. I, I think go back to the core of this whole thing. Um, I think that's why it excites me so much to see that diversity in content, but, at the same time, I, I'm just, uh, as an individual, me, as Todd, I, mm -hmm. I can't handle to watch the news. I can't. My, my blood pressure goes up. My anxiety goes up. My mental health, because you get fucking pissed. <laughs> well, so Todd, where do you get your, your news from if you're not, um, is it online and so, articles so and stuff? No, that and that's even worse. <laughs> But I you, know, but, but so now good, good citizens need to be informed, right? Yeah, so but it, how, it just, so how do we stay informed in a world that uh, we're we're basically pulling ourselves out of? Well, the problem is, is I'm tired of being influenced mm -hmm. by biases of somebody with a suit in some corporate headquarters that has an agenda for content. You know, yeah. so where do I find, <laughs> believe it or not, I find out all kinds of stuff on lots of podcasts that cover stuff that you will never hear on the news. You, you want to listen, believe it or not, listen to some international news. You might be shocked what they're saying out there, <laughs> mm. you know, so I, I, I don't know. I just, I think our mainstream media is incredibly broken and uh, c incredibly de decisive. And podcasting, I think at this point, is not. Right. No, I agree with you. You know, it's, it's not. It's, it's it's still a pure, mostly pure medium. So. For free expression and, and um, a diversity of topics and diversity of access, too. 
You used to be able to just talk to your neighbors or be at a party and be able to talk to stuff civilly. And you can't do that now. No, right? no, no, no. Right. That's you, the other part. You of wear the wrong sticker on your body or a hat or something, and the next thing you know, it's uh, it's blown up on the internet because someone has gotten someone's face. So well, I think we've we've fast tracked um, the society's engagement on the internet too because of this COVID thing. Right. People, you know, this is their social interaction mm-hmm. is what they're doing on the internet now. Yep. So when you, and I think we all can be very plain here now without getting political. I think we know that a lot of Republicans are in hiding, you know, because of the abuse that's being portrayed upon them. Um, And maybe it's the other way too. But um, I think that that's kind of a, you know, if you look at the reality of it. So, you know, what is that? What what happens when you cause a portion of the society to be silenced? Um, I, I'm it, it's it's very scary. So that's why podcasts, I believe, still are a medium that you can listen to a variety of content mm-hmm. and have diversified thoughts and right. hear a, a rational conversation that may or may not change your opinion on something. You know, I hear a lot of people say that. That, that YouTube to some degree is, is still pretty open. I think to, so too. Right. Yeah. I don't see too much, you know, I, I'm subscribed. Well, right now I'm watching a lot of like yachting shows for some reason, but maybe it's because of COVID and my desire to travel again. But, um, yeah, YouTube is not every once in a while. There's a couple of folks I follow that get political, but I think they're also very, very cautious. Right. You know, they got, they got six, seven million subs and they, you know, they're going to go, they have a, they have a chance there. But I think also, um, pushing boundaries and saying stuff at times is good in a respectful way and making a point with the, mm-hmm. with a, without screaming, you know, why are you doing this or why are you doing that? Right. Or why are you, you know, and having that conversation and having that exposed to it is good versus, what we have on mainstream media today. So I think YouTube and podcasts are probably good outlets for people to. And there's some stuff that we all watch. We're like, where the heck did that person come from? (laughs) You know, (laughs) you're like, really? Yeah. (laughs) You know, but there is this, this line between accusation and truth, right? Right. That somehow (laughs) it gets blurred too. Yeah. perceive accusation is, is, uh, guilt. Yeah. Um, and that that's not always the case. And that's where a lot of this conflict comes from is, is people are saying somebody did something wrong, uh, on one side and the other side defends it says, well, that's not confirmed or that's not real or, <laughs> you know, so that's, that that's, that's where the bickering comes into play. Right. And I it's, think too, is one in, and one person's, um, one person's facts are another person's that's not true. And I think that's what you're going to run into now more and more as Facebook and these other groups are employing quote unquote independent groups to fact check stuff. You know, again, there's so much room for, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, we're on Facebook live. I said something the other night about Facebook on my other show and we went, the show went silent for about two minutes. People couldn't get the broadcast 
anymore on mm -hmm. Facebook. And after I got off that subject, so I'm not saying Facebook censored me, but it was awful suspicious um, <laughs> that, you know, I was have an algorithm listening. Yeah. Cause I, right. I was talking about MZ. I'm not going to say his name because maybe there is a logarithm that is watching the show. But I was talking about MZ and some of the actions that they'd taken. I'm, I'm very untrustworthy of, well, you, everyone should be untrustworthy of these, not only mainstream media, but what we're being exposed to on Facebook and these, we're on Facebook right now. We got people watching us, but do you guys trust stuff that you see on Facebook now? Do you, do you feel there's a bias, a filtering going on? And, you know, I, I think some people would say yes, but. I might be wrong. I don't know about you, Todd, but I go through stretches of time on Facebook where I, I just don't see very many posts on Facebook. I don't right. know if it's because, you know, as far as showing up in my my uh, my linking timeline, right, that talks about, um, you know, posts or whatever that my friends make. Right. Um, and, and it makes me wonder if that is the algorithm saying, well, you know, those people aren't paying to have their posts promoted so they're not going to show up in my visibility list no i think right. a lot of it is is if i'm in the facebook podcast groups a lot i get a lot of podcast content and well, i was I too. Right. and for 10 days i took a facebook break and i came back and i wasn't getting any facebook i mean any podcast stuff i had to go to those oh, groups so they changed oh. the logarithm i was getting more and believe it or not, i was getting more political stuff so i kept sleeping people you know getting a 30-day break because right. I just really and, don't want to even they engage. They disappear from your Disapp timeline, right? Dis yeah. So they, you know, they're going to be snoot and they're still friends, but you know, until this insanity is over, whenever it's going to be a month from now, um, yeah. the, you know, I just need to have, I don't need that in my life. It's a distraction for me. And, right. uh, it's, it's the personalization paradigm, right? Is that the more you, consume of a particular topic or area that Facebook feeds you feeds more. you more. Right. Right. And that's instead of giving you access to a diversity of topics, right. They feed me one line. <laughs> they basically are by, by that personalization <laughs> algorithm. They're basically causing right. people to have extreme perspectives on things because they're, they're going to drive that same topic to you. And, and when you, when you silence Republicans and Democrats in your timeline, then Facebook gets really confused. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be on one side or That's the other. That's right. You're supposed to be one way or the other. Right. And I think right. most of us are right. pretty much down the middle. I don't think there's very many people left in this world that are like way over here or way over there. But um, at least. That, I just want the truth of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah. Rob, you can't handle the truth. I can handle it. I just want to know that I've what I've heard is. And that's the, the problem, though. Right. You, there's arbiters of truth now, and right. it's their there's version of truth. Uh, versions of truth. <laughs> that's, right. that's the problem. It's it's true, you know, and uh, so yeah, I I think podcasts are for for people like me right now. I think podcasts are a great, <laughs> a great place to hang out until after the election's over and maybe, in couple, maybe, maybe through the first of the year. <laughs> I don't think that the election will ever be over entirely, Todd. If you think about it from a broad perspective of the it's gonna be division a whole... in this country, it's going to continue being 
being a, a knockdown drag out, right? Yeah. Matter no who matter who wins. No matter who wins, it's going to be a knockdown drag out. Right. That's going to continue yeah. because both sides are still going to hammer the other <laughs> side. Uh, fire them all. That's my opinion. Right. Fire, fire them all. Hey, hang on a second. Hello? Sound like someone came into the office. We're I think ex- we're at the bottom of the hour already. Wow, we made it to 90 minutes. We did, did. We get, did. We didn't get too political on you, did we, everyone? We didn't I lose we every. Did, we didn't lose everybody. Did, right. <laughs> I think we went there where we shouldn't. Well, I think we're, you know, to be honest with you, I think that it's, I think we all see it. Yeah. But with COVID and everything that's went on and the stresses with that, I'll, I'll I'm just, I just admit it. I, it was not good for my mental health. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't good. And in taking 10 days off social media and being away from the news. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, um, so people say, Todd, you need a shrink. I, I don't need a shrink. I just, you know, I self, I self, how do I, what's the best word for this? I know what's wrong and I adjust right. for myself. One, one good thing that's happening out there about all this is, is that more people are voting than ever before. Oh, I think we've a, already had like 50 million votes yeah. already and the election hasn't even here yet. Yeah. So, so that, that, uh, that tells you something, right? It does. It does. <laughs> I'm going to go to the so, polls and vote. I'll go vote on election day and. Yeah, I've already sent my ballot in already. So I'm not, I live in a small, the, it, the place that we vote is a mile from my house and it's just, it's it's on a, well, it's on a paved road, but you know, there'll probably be three people there when I show up. Yeah, so. but definitely vote. <laughs> Get out right. there and do it. Yeah. yeah don't, Whatever. don't, uh, yeah. unfortunately in some parts of the country, you have to wait in big long lines. Yeah. But, I think that's you know, the so case. So bring on. your, uh. Your folding chair and bring some water and some food and bring an eye sitting there and listen to your favorite podcast and new media show. Right. Right. (laughs) Bring your headphones with you. Your ear pods. That's right. Your your ear, your ear balls, bring your ear balls to the show. Right. Right. All right. I'm Todd at blueberry. Todd at Todd at blueberry.com at geek news is my Twitter address. Um, I can be found on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee. uh, And that's with four E's. (laughs) <laughs> and I can also be reached on email if you want want to, uh, Rob G at Lipson.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And Blueberry with no E's. You've got the E's, Rob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for all the E's, Todd. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back here on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And uh, for another uh, another engaging new media show. Right. So uh, everyone, thanks for being no, here. No guests planned for next Wednesday. There's just going to yeah. be Todd and I talking politics. No, yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we set up a debate, get a debate moderator right, going on here. Right. How, but how can they ask questions that aren't political? So <laughs> uh, That's true. That is a magical question. Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care. We'll see you okay. next time. Bye. Bye.